Jonas Valanciunas and Brandon Ingram were back for the New Orleans Pelicans, but they still fall to the Utah Jazz. They, they fought, like they fought. They tried really hard in this one. Let's talk about it in the Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, day after the Pelicans fall to the Utah Jazz 115-104. You guys, they fought. They fought so hard in this one. I actually want to give them a lot of credit for that. And it's a game day for the Pelicans as they have a brutal stretch of schedule, a rough three-game homestand, second game of the three against the Phoenix Suns tonight. Can they bounce back on that quick of a turnaround against another top team in the Western Conference? So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, Monday through Friday. No paywall or anything like that. Talking about everything you want to know about the Pelicans and the NBA as a whole. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Really does help the show out a lot. And of course, tell a friend about the show as well. All right, so 115-104 against the Utah Jazz. You know, you get Brandon Ingram back, you get Jonas Valanciunas back, you figure there's going to be a little bit of rust there. You know, again, tough team in the Utah Jazz. It's they said the makings of being a tough one. The Jazz were almost a 10-point favorite in this one, according to betonline.ag. So Brandon Ingram goes out and, yeah, looks rusty. 3 of 18 from the field, just 10 total points. You know, when he's doing that against what is the best offense in the league, you're just not going to win. Like, I... You know, I wish I could give you more like deeper analysis on that. But when your best player plays terribly because he's coming off of an injury and is still clearly hampered by that. And we've seen injuries really do impact him if he's not like 1000% healthy. You know, it's tough. And it was tough in this one for him because of that. And it's just kind of is what it is. The Pelicans lose, you know, partially because of that. Right. But they never gave up. They were down by double digits multiple times and they kept coming back. And trying to kind of get back into this game to cut that lead and get it to about five points or so, six points or so. They did that on multiple occasions. We'd go back up to double digits. They'd cut it down again. So on and so forth. They're undermanned. They're the worst team in this matchup. And they just never kind of packed it in and said, we don't care anymore. That is a good thing. Like overall, that is a really good quality to have in this team. There is fight in these guys. And that's a lot of credit to Willie Green, right? He clearly knows how to get a lot out of this team. Something that Stan Van Gundy couldn't do. Maybe it's his approach. Maybe it's the way he kind of, you know, talks to them, tries to coach them, does all that stuff with them. But clearly he's gotten through to them in a way that was not happening last season or maybe even the year before that, the bubble year. So Willie Green fought. And he even got his first technical foul as a head coach. Brandon Ingram went right into the teeth of the defense, didn't get the foul call um, with Rudy Gobert contesting it, and Willie Green was heated. We haven't seen him that mad yet. And he says, you know, my point was I'm going to take up for our team when I think things aren't fair or I think things aren't right. I could be wrong, but it looked like Brandon got fouled. The technical was a great move. 
The Pelicans immediately went on a 12-3 run, playing some inspired basketball again, cut it to five, not able to close the gap enough, just don't have the talent, the horses there to kind of pull you across the finish line. But you know what? That was the right move. Sometimes it's just kind of feeling the pulse of your team, knowing the pulse of your team, and that is something very clearly that Willie Green has with this group of guys. I love that. I love that. That's what you want to see from the coach. You want to see that these guys are fighting. Understand Van Gundy last year, they would have just been like, screw it, we don't care. They would have mailed this game in. They did not do that, despite it just not being their night, despite being the worst team. But they played overall like kind of okay. You know, only 10 turnovers for the team. They were just shooting terribly, right? 40% from the field. They're 12 of 46 from three. That's 26%. And my God, why can't this team make free throws? 63.6% from the charity stripe. 14 of 22. They missed eight. Eight out of 22 were misses. Like you just can't do that against a good offensive team. If they make half of those four points, you're looking at 115-104. You make like two more threes. It's a tie game, essentially. It doesn't take much to necessarily swing this in a different direction, despite losing by 11. This team has some fight in them. There is some talent here. But against the top teams, you know, they struggle, right? Like defensively, they were not great in this one. They allowed the Jazz to shoot almost 50% from three, 48.7%, 19 of 39. You know, they shot 8% better than New Orleans did overall, and they made their free throws. You're going to lose when that's the case, right? But again, they try, but it's just they don't have the talent, right? Some guys are inconsistent. We'll talk about those guys. In the third segment, I want to talk about Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You know, and some of the inconsistencies we've seen from him after talking about it yesterday. You know, you had Devontae Graham, who wasn't really the most inspiring in this one. Three for 10 from deep, right? Like, that's not a good number for him. He needs to be closer to 40% to justify giving up a first-round pick and a sign-in trade for him when they had the cap space to get him if they wanted to. That's not great. You know, so you need these guys to play better, but if they're not, like, what are you going to do? You need a Zion type of player who presumably will be back at some point. And if you add him, maybe the, you know, the complexion of this game dramatically changes. But because they don't, they, they can't have off nights like this and potentially expect to win. And unfortunately, they did have an off night. But look, love the fire. Some really good performances, too. I liked what we saw from Jackson Hayes. We also saw minutes from Jose Alvarado, which I thought was great. First quarter minutes, too. I want to talk about that. And then I have an amazing quote, an amazing quote from Donovan Mitchell on Herb Jones. That'll be in the third segment of today's show. So let's get to all of that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, do you know uh, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill is going to make it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. There's no worse feeling than getting 
money taken out of your bank account off of your card that you just forgot to cancel something. I actually had it happen to me recently. I downloaded the Truebill app and I put all the subscriptions I could in there. I don't want that to happen again. That's my money. I don't want them to take it when I don't use this just because I happen to forget to cancel or because it's so damn difficult at times. And Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to the Locked On Now podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. There are a bunch of games last night, right? You can look at the box score and see the Bucks lost to the uh, Detroit Pistons, but you need the context around that, right? Like, why did that happen? That keeps you informed around what's going on with the league. Right. Was Washington against Charlotte really a three point game or was it actually larger than that? The context matters. The local experts know it. We put it together in a quick show that gives you recaps on everything you need from the night before. Wonderful lockdown now wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So we are talking about the Pelicans. 115-104 115-104 loss to the Utah Jazz. Look, the story of the night was just B.I. being off. They couldn't they couldn't shoot, but they fought hard. Cool. That's great. Okay, let's talk about some of the individual performances here. Jackson Hayes getting minutes in this one. You saw Jonas Valanciunas, who had a good game, by the way, 25 points from him on the night in the return from mild COVID symptoms. And, sorry, you saw after he went out with his second foul that Billy Hernan Gomez came in and kind of spelled him. I think that was because Rudy Gobert was still out there on the court. And then once Gobert came off, they really went with an aggressive attack on offense. It was kind of spearheaded by a guy like Jackson Hayes doing exactly what he should be doing and had a good game because of it. With Rudy Gobert out there, uh, out of the game, I should say, they are very small, and you can attack that small jazz lineup with offensive boards and being aggressive at the rim. You know who's going to do that is going to be a guy like Jackson Hayes in this one. He finished with eight points on the night. More importantly, though, four offensive rebounds. You want to attack that teeth of that defense under the basket when there's very little rim protection out there. He did a really good job of doing that. That is making the most of your limited minutes. He didn't play a ton, right? He wasn't going to play a ton. 13 minutes and 20 seconds. But he went out there and kind of did his job. Didn't do too much. Didn't overthink it. Didn't try and kind of get lost in the moment and realize like, hey, I got to try and make up for not having minutes recently. He went out and kind of played like within himself to use more cliches, like played, let the game come to him sort of thing. But he did. And that's credit to him because it's not something he's always done. He had an incredible putback dunk. That's the way you really want to try and use him right now when you don't have guards that can kind of feed him the ball in the way that he needs to be fed. You know, it was a good performance from him. You know, keeping him at around 15 minutes per game, I think, is probably the move for right now. I wouldn't be giving him a ton more minutes just to make sure that he builds up some confidence, that he gets in a good streak and he really starts to understand, like, what he needs to do and how he needs to play and what his role is. He's starting to see that, though, I think. And I think that's a really important thing. He's had a good stretch of four or five games now. I think that's important for his growth to at least be a rotation player. We're not looking at him being a starter anymore. That ship is staled, at least for this season. And maybe, you know, even for next season. That was the hope. But at least be a rotation player, which he wasn't for a period of time this year. But he had very good minutes in this one. And... 
again, partial credit to Willie Green for kind of realizing what the game plan called for and should be by attacking that really small Jazz uh, defense out there and it really really worked like Pelicans had more points in the paint largely because they attacked when Gobert was out of the lineup for the Utah Jazz they also tried to run in transition a lot which was a bit of a mixed bag there though also getting minutes in this one that was a bit of a surprise Jose Alvarado for the Pelicans no Tomas Sadaransky he's in health and safety protocols due to COVID exposure or, or what have you Alvarado comes in and got first quarter minutes, was the first guard off of the bench for the Pelicans here. He didn't, when you look at the box score, you're going to be like, wait, what? He didn't do much, right? Like he did not do much out there. He took one shot. He was 0-4, sorry, he had only one field goal that counted. He got some shots off, three. Got fouled, went to the line, made one of four, which wasn't great. But he took three shots, Go goes 0-1 from the field. You know, one rebound, one assist, two personal fouls. And finished with a point. It doesn't look the best. But then you kind of look at his plus minus. He was minus two. Because dude, dude's a dog on defense. He's he's undersized. And that's a problem, right? That's why he wasn't a first round pick. This is why, you know, he wasn't even a second round pick. was an unsigned guy. This is... Uh, but he's got some, like, bulldog mentality in him. He is... If you were playing against this guy, he'd be so annoying to play against when he's on defense, right? He'd be so annoying to play against on defense. There's a reason he was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year twice, right? He is really active on that side of the ball and getting into guys, playing them aggressive, right? In ways that Herb Jones does, where he kind of bodies them up, puts his forearm out there, kind of tries to control them a little bit in some capacity, tries to make them uncomfortable and not get their shot off with ease, Right, You can be close to a guy and stick your arm up and say you're contesting it, but when they're jumping and they've got a long wingspan too, are you truly contesting it? Are you making them uncomfortable? You're not. But Jose Alvarado very clearly did. The problem is he's undersized. There was a couple of plays right where he made the right rotation, actually had a good closeout, but not having the length, being six foot basically. It's just he can't do, there's only so much he can do, which is probably why he needs to body guys up because he's, undersized so he's got to be closer to him but I like the minutes from him to be perfectly honest I'd like to see him get more I've been calling for this for a little while and I thought he was good enough against a really good a really good Utah Jazz team I like that I think that's a fine thing to try and give it a shot with right Sadoransky hasn't given you much at all this year though he's improved a little bit I think um, over the course of the past couple of games, but he has not been good this year. Why not give this guy a try? There's no reason not to right now. And so I like that the Pelicans did. Uh, you know, I was encouraged a little bit. I don't think he's got the biggest ceiling in the NBA, but look, when you look at some of the guys that have been on this team that aren't playing well, like the ceiling's got to be better than them. So why not give him a shot? I think. And so I'd like to see more Jose Alvarado. At least it's a guy you can really like root for. Who's fun to watch. And I think that can be a really important thing. So coming up next, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Herb Jones. Yay. In the great, great quote from Donovan Mitchell on Herb Jones, that Herb should absolutely frame and hang up somewhere in his house. Heck the team should frame it and put it in the practice facility or something like that. I'll read you the quote coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. All right. Thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week. No paywall or anything like that. You want to hear about the game? You want to hear about the biggest stories and topics around the team? Come here. There's other places that 
aren't writing, aren't podcasting with any sort of frequency, Monday through Friday, we are here in the morning. First thing, it'll be there for you whenever you get up. So listen wherever you can, whenever you can. Subscribe, leave a five-star review with a comment, tell a friend about the show, and you can watch it on YouTube if you prefer that way. All right, so we're talking about the Pelicans, 115-104 loss to the Utah Jazz. Some solid performances from Jackson Hayes, Jose Alvarado, subpar shooting performance from the team as a whole, and from Brandon Ingram, but they fought, and you've got to love what Willie Green is kind of instilling in this team. And it's embodied so much so by Herb Jones. Dude was... Like, dare I say, kind of awesome in this one. Four of eight from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, right? But that's not why we're watching him. Finished with 11 points, which isn't bad. Got to the line, made his free throws, right? One of the few guys that was actually making them on this roster here. He also finished with five rebounds, four steals, including an unbelievable sequence. Donovan Mitchell got the ball, was driving to the basket. Herb keeps up with him, turns his hips at the right moment, and it... It's credited as like a steal, and you're going to say he swiped it. Basically, it looked like Donovan Mitchell gave him the basketball. That's how fluid the motion was. Have you ever seen one of those like weird sea creatures, the mantis shrimp? They like rip arms off of like crabs and things, and it's, it's like so powerful and stuff that they just kind of looks like the crabs like, here, take my arm. That's kind of what Herb Jones, that was a weird analogy. That is what Herb Jones did basically to that ball from Donovan Mitchell. Just took it so cleanly from him that it looks like Donovan Mitchell was like, here, Herb, take this. It was a great defensive play. And then he goes coast to coast to score over Rudy Gobert in transition for two points. You stop one of the best scores, the Dwayne Wade-esque player in Donovan Mitchell, and they go coast to score coast and score over three-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Grobert. It's incredible, right? That's just an incredible sequence for anybody, let alone a second-round pick who's a rookie. And Donovan Mitchell, after the game, said, and this is from uh, Tony Jones, says, quote, Herb Jones is going to be in this league for a long time. Defensively, he's tough. I want to give him his props for that. He makes you work and he makes you think. He's a hell of a player and he makes life hard for scorers like myself, end quote. Herb Jones should frame that and it should be huge at the entrance to his home. So when you walk in there, you see that because that is unbelievable praise from one of the better scorers in the league on the best offense in the league. That is an incredible quote. The Pelicans should put that up in the practice facility to try and inspire other players to play with that kind of same level of intensity and smartness in everything. He's really, really good. And he's been on Donovan Mitchell three games now and has given him trouble for all of that. That is incredible. Herb Jones might be my favorite player on the team right now. Let me know. How's, this is the question for the YouTube comments today. In terms of ranking like your favorite players, where does Herb Jones rank? Is he ahead of or behind Zion Williamson right now? What about Brandon Ingram? Herb Jones is freaking awesome. That's an incredible, incredible quote from Donovan Mitchell. Like you, th That is as high of praise as you can give someone talking about them like that. Four steals, right? Had a block, 15 straight games. Just two turnovers, only one foul for him in this one. He's been really, really good. The offense, I think, will come, right? You, you've seen that kind of grow you've seen him at times look like a shooter at times not that's rookie struggles he'll he'll kind of figure that out but he's been so good especially defensively that he, he deserves that praise from a guy like Donovan Mitchell one guy wasn't great though we got to talk about it 
Do I even need to say it? Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 13 points on 15 shots, 6 of 15 from the field, 1 of 7 from 3. I, I, I don't know. Look, he, he didn't rip as many three-pointers, right? And he tried to attack the basket and score. Like, there's something to be said for that. But some of the decision-making that he has and plays that he has, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. He came in, he made a decent look from three going towards the basket, kind of in rhythm, caught it, shot, uh, you know, got the ball, moved, shot it, made it. And then the next possession takes like a, a terrible contested fadeaway three-point shot from nearly the same spot. And it's like a heat check. And we were all making jokes on Twitter, like Nikhil makes one shot and he's like, I'm going to heat check myself. You know, what is he doing? That first one was late in the shot clock after the Pelicans had worked the ball around, had tried a shot, didn't work. You know, the next one was with like 18 seconds left. That's, it's it's not good. Like, you can't keep doing that, right? You know, this was a game you were struggling to shoot and score. You needed to try and ramp up the efficiency. He can't keep taking some of these shots. Again, he tried to get to the basket more. Six shots. At the rim, he went three of six from there in the restricted area. That's not bad, right? He made his two floaters when he got into the lane. When you go towards the basket, Nikhil, good things tend to happen. But you've got to maybe abandon that three-point shot to a certain degree. And again, try and play a little bit differently. He at least did, right? He at least did. So he was five of, what is that, eight otherwise? That's much better, right? Like, that's significantly better than one of seven from three. He was five of eight. I can live with that. Like, you can all live with that. Those are good numbers, right? He would have been five of eight for 10 points. But give me that. Double that if you want to take your shots, right? Go 10 of 16. I'm cool with that. For 20 points. That looks good. I'm fine with that. But the way he plays otherwise is just rough. And then... You know, if you're going to be that inefficient, you can't keep having the turnovers that he is. Three on the night, right? Just one assist. He's got to find a way to kind of fit into this offense more rather than ripping some of these threes that he's doing. It's not good. This back-to-back bad games. He's had one or two good games this year. Three or four good games this year. At one point, does he become consistent and can you rely on him? Or do you need to ramp his minutes down? You're not going to win games against the best teams in the league when he's playing like that. You might not even beat bad teams if he's playing like that. That's a problem. It's something the Pelicans really need to start to figure out. And this is going to become a significant issue, I think, for the Pelicans if he keeps playing at this kind of level. That's not what they need. Again, good things happen when you go towards the hoop. He just doesn't do that enough. And said wants to take some of those threes. He check in after one freaking make, man. Like, come on. That's terrible. You cannot do that. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. We'll talk about the Suns game, win or lose tomorrow in the show. Also, I, I'm saving this for when we have more time. Maybe it's tomorrow. We'll see. It might be on Thursday. Pelicans got screwed screwed by the NBA. We'll talk about that coming up on a show later in the week. So now for your second listen, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.